Hello, hello, hello! As always, I am your host, Miranda Manier, Managing Editor with The Chronicle, and I am here with... Micah Thurston, <laughs> a Digital Content and Brand Manager. And I am Mike Rundle, I am the Senior Photo Editor. How you doing, guys? Good! Happy to be back! Truly. Heck yeah! <laughs> this is better than doing news, right? <laughs> This is news. Yeah, we, we just <laughs> get to talk news. about whatever we want this here. This is fun yeah. news. Yeah. yeah, fun news. So uh, today, as we mentioned in our last episode, we are going to have themed episodes every episode now. And this episode is going to be about reality TV, which Woo-hoo! is uh, so exciting because I've been watching way too much of that lately. <laughs> I think I'm at the point where I am so busy during my days that when I get home and I want to watch something, I can't watch like content that requires me to use my brain yeah so i just consume garbage it's like comfort food tv (laughs) it really is yeah no it's like a ritual me and all my roommates on sundays we all know it's reality tv time we all lay on the couch and just watch it together and it's so relaxing there's something comforting about watching people that i think are dumber than me like (laughs) ruin their lives so that being yikes I just really um, got straight to the point there. Well, that... Okay. Well, it's a whole All thing. All is dumbs. I think some of them are brilliant and great, but, like, most of you, I don't understand why you're on reality TV. Anyway. Um, so, I have especially been watching a lot of Vanderpump Rules lately. This has been mm-hmm. my, my recent reality TV kick. Um, Wait, can I interject and say I'm not familiar? Can you explain I the background? I can explain. Okay. So, are you familiar, Micah? What is it called? Vanderpump Rules. Nope. Okay. So, um, Lisa Vanderpump uh, was a woman who was on um, The Real Housewives. I don't know which one, because I don't watch The Real Housewives. <laughs> I just watch Vanderpump Rules. But, to my understanding, Real Housewives is about all of these, like, 50-something or older women who are married to very rich men and uh, just follows their dramatic bougie lives um so vanderpump rules is about lisa vanderpump who uh, is basically she is like an incredible woman she owns a bunch of awesome restaurants and bars and clubs and she also is like a massive animal activist and has like a dog rescue and it's super cool um and so this show follows all of the employees who now mostly don't work there anymore but at the time all of her employees at sir which stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. <laughs> um, and so it followed, like, the bartenders and the waitresses and the waiters and their relationships and ups and downs. Um, and so as I have gotten more and more engrossed in this show, and by that I mean I've watched, like, six seasons in the past, like, month and a half. It's been a lot. It's oh, just yeah. I just turn it okay. on all the time <laughs> when I'm, like, doing homework and existing. And I am having an ethical crisis about it because I've started to wonder, like, what responsibility... Do I have as a consumer of television to watch television that does not put people who are on TV through absurd and ridiculous emotional labor? Which I believe that reality TV often does. I think that the producers of reality TV are manipulating the people who are their talent, quote unquote. Um, They're probably, I mean, I know that they are urging them to have fights and to like blow up their relationships and have some kind of tension because that's what makes good interesting tv Mm -hmm. um and so i'm i'm kind of just wondering like what do you guys think well it's, it's sort of a twofold question like first what do you think the role of content creators is in creating reality tv and like what responsibility do they have to make content that is not putting people through that if any 
I mean, has there ever been a reality TV show that like hasn't put people through? Because I feel like it almost I just goes like hand no. in hand. Exactly. Where it's like, yeah. like you're on camera, so automatically some crazy drama is about to happen. Yeah, you have to like, be put through some kind of tension. Yeah. Because that's what will make interesting right. TV. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like a good show, like a supposedly positive show, like still the idea of like being on camera, like at some point you're going to get stressed out. Yeah. So like, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But so you're saying that you think it's just like inevitable, like it just right. has to happen. For yeah. TV like even sense. if it's like some super like happy, fun show, there's always something going on in the background that like probably stemmed from the production in some way, shape or form. Yeah. What do you think? Mike? Yeah. It's interesting because... I've actually watched a few reality TV shows where they're just, like, very normal people and, like, nothing really happens. There's this one that I used to watch in high school called Terrace House. It's a Japanese uh, reality TV show, and it's literally the most average people. Like, there's nothing interesting about them, but they put them all in a house and they just, like, become friends. Oh. And it's so boring, (laughs) but it's so interesting because it's like, I don't know, you like get to know them and it's, I don't know why, but, um, but anytime I like tell people about those types of shows, they're like, oh, that sounds boring. And there's another one I watched when I was younger and it was only, it was canceled after one season. I can't remember what it was called, but that was another one where anytime I told someone about it, they were like, that sounds boring. So it's like, obviously (laughs) it's this thing of we need craziness yeah <laughs> to sell yeah exactly there's um there is a tv show called unreal do you guys are you familiar with it mm-hmm. it's so basically it was co-created by um a woman who worked as a producer on the bachelor franchise and um she went and then created this like fictionalized narrative tv show called unreal which is about uh the producer of a bachelor like reality tv show and basically like the moral of the show even though it gets crazy but like the moral of the show is that it's no matter what you kind of have to be an unethical person to or you have to like let your convictions go to create good reality tv because you have to be willing to like take these people and strip them down and like make them vulnerable and raw and be able to like poke and prod them into whatever situations will be the most dramatic or exciting or interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's fascinating to me because, like, it does create really gripping television, but I feel sometimes like I'm in, like, a human zoo situation where I'm, like, looking at these people and they've been forced into these horrible situations. And, like, maybe, like, I think there is a big part of, like, obviously they are signed up to do this. Like, a lot of them probably want to do this. It comes with fame and Instagram sponsorships and whatever. (laughs) But, like, it's interesting because, Yeah, yeah. um... I have, have you guys watched Hell's Kitchen before? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I went on last year, I got really into it and I watched like all 16, 17 seasons that there are. And I noticed that in every single episode through all 16 seasons, every single night a chef messed up the risotto. And I was like, (laughs) that's so interesting. These are professional chefs. How are they messing up the risotto? Risotto takes a minute to make. (laughs) And so I Googled it. I googled it and apparently one of the former contestants made this huge like Reddit post talking about all the things that happen behind the scenes and basically everything that we see on Hell's Kitchen is like not what's actually happening. What? They the so in the post they talk about how the producers are actually on set at all times which is normal for right. all reality TV shows. Um but the producers would like have Someone, I don't know who it was. It didn't say who made it, but someone would make in would make um, meals before 
the mealtime. What? And then they would swap out the plates. So like if oh one of the God. chefs, one of the chefs cooked something and then brought up the risotto, put it on, a producer would come in before Gordon Ramsay came in, switch the plates with one of the bad ones. And and I was like that's My mind is blown right that now. That is insane that's because so it's sad. like these people like the the what they win at the end is like a career. So right. it's like yeah. what if these people are losing out on a career yeah. for like something that they didn't do. <laughs> and then it also talked about how um, in reality TV, you guys might notice that, like, everyone smokes. Everyone yes. sits on the patio and smokes. And it's like, people... I don't know that many people no. that smoke cigarettes. It's not really a thing Especially anymore. not anymore, yeah. Mm. But it's, they... The the post the Hell's Kitchen post also talked about how so it's so stressful that people like smoke wow. because of it and they start drinking because of it and it's just like so wow. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so look crazy. it up if you ever have some free time. Just look up Hell's Kitchen, like Truth Forum or like yeah. Exposed or something. That's like so that. weird, so though, especially when you have like someone's potential career like in the palm of your hands and you're telling me that like. This guy's not gonna like have a job just because he didn't screw up the risotto, yeah. but then that's nuts. That like, like I mean that goes to show that like producers on reality TV like control everything. Like everyone's always like, Oh, they don't actually like there's some skip but like Oh they do. You know, they choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They choose from the beginning. They must in those situations. It's like mm-hmm. here's who's gonna win and we're gonna sabotage everybody. Else. You're right. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. That's so messed up. Yeah. Um so the other part of my question is what responsibility do you guys think we have as viewers? in consuming TV shows like this because so we, my uh, part of this crisis was sparked because there is a um, a woman who started working for Sir in Vanderpump Rules. Um, her name is Billy Lee and she is a trans woman who I think that the show was kind of using as just like we have a queer now <laughs> um, just because I guess they thought that they needed to do that. Um, and Billy was on the show for two seasons and then left and made, like, a big post about it being, like, this show was putting me through, like, way too much bullying and, like, emotional strain. It was just way too stressful, and I decided that I needed to leave and stop. Um, And that made me really sad, and I was like, I can't, am I, like, I'm participating and kind of endorsing by continuing to watch a show that made this woman, like quit her job (laughs) um and so i don't know like what 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 ethical do you think we have any ethical responsibility in that or do you think it's just like it's gonna exist anyway or Mm. like what do you guys think i don't know i feel like it's almost the thing where like there's probably so many other people that are also watching it Mm -hmm. i mean not to like i don't know that feels like i'm like dismissive of it like everyone's doing it mom (laughs) right exactly and i don't want to like sound like that but like at the same time like the producers are probably going to make the show anyway because i mean they're not like the fans or the the viewers aren't the ones that get to decide like what goes on or like what gets created typically yeah so i don't know i I mean to like blow that point up even further because my i'll I'll say i'll say how I feel about it. Like, I have been having this crisis, and I still don't fully know how I feel, but where I'm at right now is, yes, my... It's the same thing as, like, my vote doesn't matter. Like, my my viewership mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like, it does. I am contributing to a total viewership that continues to keep this show on air. So it if I stopped watching and, like, tried to make a whole thing about it and got other people to stop watching it, maybe the show would got, go off the air. But... 
that doesn't mean that the genre of reality TV would stop. Mm-hmm. Like, on a micro level, maybe I could have some impact in getting a specific show to end, but, like, on a macro level, there's no way that my loss of viewership would ultimately change the fact that this is going to keep happening no matter what. Like, there are going to continue be continue to be shows that have some sort of similar format that put people in these positions. So, like, why not this show that I like? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, if it's going to happen no matter what, I I feel like I there's not anything I can really do about it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Micah? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe, maybe that's the best answer. No, I've so. had this crisis as well. It's frustrating. Ugh. I feel like it's so interconnected. Because it's like, like I said, like, Sunday nights, that's the night where it's like relaxation time and it's just so entertaining and you just forget about regular life Mm because you get so involved in someone else's life, even though it's not real at all. I think one thing that viewers should think about, uh, regardless of whether or not producers are going to continue making this type of content, I think that uh, we as viewers should understand that when people are on reality TV, we should try as our best to separate them mm. from, like, the character that they are on TV to who they really are. Because, yeah. I don't know, I feel like, obviously, we just had a whole conversation about how producers, they, like, they set up situations and edit things to make them look a certain way. Yeah, totally. So, I don't know. Like, we just have to keep that in mind the next time we try to, like, cancel somebody <laughs> on a yeah. reality TV show. or Unless it's, like, blatantly terrible. Right. If it's something silly and stupid, we can probably think about it more like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't hate them for it. But I love that. I think that that is a good note to use this, this segment on. Okay. Yeah. Um, Micah, what do you want to talk about? Oh, my gosh. Speaking of uh, representation <laughs> on a... Uh, reality TV. Um, so I have also been binging reality TV shows like I talked about already. Um, <laughs> like Miranda. Um, uh, the TV show Love Island has gotten really popular recently in the States. It was originally a UK show. It started back in 2016, but they brought it to the US because, you know, the US needs to be involved in everything. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's just one of those silly love shows where they bring random singles on, mostly white, straight singles <laughs> that uh, compete to find love. And at the end of it, they. Um, they win. The winning couple wins $50,000, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the way that it works is that uh, throughout the show, they continue to bring in new singles. And as people couple up, one person gets, like, eliminated if nobody chooses them to be their partner. That's so sad. Yeah, it is really <laughs> sad. Um And then at the very end of the show, there's about four couples left. Um, So it's just kind of an elimination process. (laughs) And then the public actually votes for who their favorite couple is. And then they win $50,000. Sounds like a knockoff Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, But so... I started it recently. I'm on season one. I'm on season two now. But I started season one. And season one had... One black woman in it, which wasn't surprising to me, um, especially because it was a British show. (laughs) Um, But I did think about it a lot because all the 
despite the fact that she was a very, very beautiful person, like she was a very attractive woman, conventionally attractive, uh, she was picked last. And I thought that that was very telling. Um, the way that it works is the first episode, uh, the guys line up in a pool and all the girls come out. And like if they're interested in the girl, they step forward and then she gets to pick from the guys that are standing there. That's kind of cool. And when the black the black woman came out, her name was Rachel. Um, when she came out, no one stepped forward except for the black guy that Whoa. was there. And so I was just like, yeah, I was I was expecting that. And so I looked her up because she eventually got eliminated off the show um, because, I mean, no one the whole time. It was really sad. The whole time she was there, no one tried to get to know her. She was kind of just like the other one. Um, so I looked her up and did um, some research on her. And I just found this article that said, it was an Elle magazine commentary piece that said, does reality TV have a problem with black women? Uh, just because anytime, I mean, my roommate makes a joke as we watch the seasons of Love Island. Um, she always says, oh, they threw in the brown one. Like there's always just yeah. one black person and they're usually very light skin or um, biracial. And that's a lot. That's basically what the article talks about, just about how anytime there's representation of black people in reality TV, unless it's a show that's specifically targeted towards black people, the person is probably going to have a lighter complexion or they are going to be biracial. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Can you guys say anything about that? I mean, <laughs> probably not. But I Here's what I will say. I um, It's... Those, that, that shit, that stuff, <laughs> that stuff is so tricky because the root of that issue, I think, is the racism of the contestants, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's the contestants are, like, not interested in getting to know this black woman, and so they don't go after her at all, and so she gets eliminated quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the case with, like, a lot of dating shows. Mm -hmm. Like, that definitely happens on every season of The Bachelor. Um, and so I think that, like, the responsibility of, like, the, the responsibility of the representation rests insofar as, like, in the situations for, like, for instance, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, there should be black bachelors and black bachelorettes. There haven't been. There's been one black bachelorette. There's never been a black bachelor. This summer, actually, there was like a big hullabaloo in the Bachelor franchise because um, this guy, his name is Mike Johnson. Um, he is the most charming and like the most attractive man who has ever been on that show and is also like incredibly smart. And so everyone was like, oh, he's going to be Bachelor. Like everyone was just certain of it. And then they picked this bland white <laughs> pilot dude named Pete. <laughs> And everyone was shocked and, like, very disappointed, and he was really disappointed, and it was, like, a really devastating thing because there's literally never been a Black Bachelor. Like, if that's how, if they want to give true representation, they can install it an entire season of the show instead of just putting Black contestants on there that, like, the racism of the white contestants is probably going to mean they're going to be gone quickly. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't mean to, like, when I say that, I don't mean, like, overt racism, I just mean, like, the inherent racism that makes it so white people are less interested in getting to know black people. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, so I think that, like, to solve that problem, producers and creators of reality TV should put more time and effort into, like, installing black and brown people into the show instead of just 
putting them on there and knowing that they're going to get swept away quickly. Yeah, I think I it's interesting because I do think they do that. They like they like know, oh, this person isn't gonna last, but right. like at least we put them on there, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but if you only put one of them one person of color on mm-hmm. there, they're less likely to last because it's like I don't I mean, obviously, from what we saw, but recently in one of the episodes that we watched, we're on season two now, and there are actually no black women in it at all. There haven't been so far. There was, um, and it basically what we've learned from watching this show is that, like, if you're one of the original <laughs> islanders, yeah, which sure. they call themselves islanders, <laughs> if so you're one of the original islanders, you're probably not going to get eliminated from the island because even if new people come in, they still couple up with, like, someone that they're not really romantically interested in, Mm -hmm. but they're friends with because they don't want anyone that they like to be eliminated. So basically throughout the whole, throughout the whole show, it's pretty much the original people that started that stay on the show. But last night we were watching and um, we were actually rooting for this girl. Her her name was Malin. um, And she uh, was, she's biracial. She's half Sweden, half Swedish, half Sri Lankan. And, um, she was an original Islander or whatever, and, like, when she came in to get picked, all of the, like, a lot of the guys stepped forward, so we were like, oh my gosh, yay, go the brown girl. <laughs> That's exactly what we said. It was really funny. Um, but uh, in the most recent episode that we watched, they held a public vote so that members of the public could vote to vote off any girl that they wanted, and she got voted off. Whoa. And we... we like, we just sat there and we were so shocked because we were trying to dig in our minds. Like, why did she get just get voted off? Because the entire time she was there, she was friends with everybody. She she was actually in a relationship with someone. She she had been coupled up with the, the same guy since kind of the start and they had declared themselves in a relationship. And I don't know. It was just like, that's what? Because <laughs> some of the girls that didn't get voted off definitely had reasons to be voted off like fighting with other girls and like yelling at people and getting into arguments and so we were just like we were so shocked and my roommate was like well maybe it's because she's boring so like because she doesn't get into fights with people and she does like she's in a relationship so she kind of is just there so so that goes back to the first thing that we were talking about with like how people have to be overt to be on Mm -hmm. reality tv so i I thought that was interesting yeah i I feel like Sounds the show sounds like kind of problematic for oh, a lot it, of reasons. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it but, is I mean, yes. Like, when you like, and also just the fact that they call themselves Islanders, I feel like is a little bit like borderline. <laughs> Great point. Literally, like, not, I'm not even woke enough to have like realized that, but that's an yeah. excellent point. I, I didn't like, think about that. I was like, oh, I don't know. That, yeah. like, that seems a little bit off, but um, Islanders. I just, that's how they say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I feel like the like the whole idea of like like the the token is so transparent now mm-hmm. that it's like it's like we know what it, like if that's the mentality that the producers are going into the show with, like it's so clear as to like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like like you said, Miranda, like if you if you like want to change like something, there's definitely ways to do that more efficiently than. Slapping one on right there. exactly <laughs> like yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like if it's if it's specifically a romantic show, like a show that's based toward lo- towards love, mm-hmm. you would think that they would make sure that they are attracted to a variety of people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because 
I mean, every time, even with my own personal experiences, like I'll if I see a guy that like I want to get to know and he's of the op, op, a different race, I think to myself like, oh, to see like black girls. And it's like, why should I have to think that? Like, right. what does that have to do with anything? Um, so you'd think that they would consider that before they put a bunch of white people on with one black person. Yeah. <laughs> Setting us up for failure. Yeah. True. Real. We want to talk about Mike. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, like, we're we're on the same topic today, so this yeah. kind of, like, is a bit of a culmination of everything that we've that we've talked about. But, like, uh, so I came across this show that um, that is happening in the UK, which, funnily enough, which is that's what you said about um, the original Love Island, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, this show called Meet the Family, spelled M-E-A-T. Um, <laughs> oh boy! And uh, so apparently, the premise of this show is that uh, a family of people who who do eat meat are given a uh, an animal that would uh, typically be consumed, um, and they are tasked with taking care of it as a pet for an, an X amount of time. I didn't see that detail. Um, and then at the end of whatever whatever the measurement is. Um, they either have to say that, uh, yes, we're still going to eat this animal, or uh, we are going to become vegans. That's... And apparently that, they is, this, that, that is the two options. Uh, <laughs> like, who the monitors the this kind of contract? Yeah, and uh, in reading the article about it, one of the people, like... Um, that were that was involved in the production of it the one of the quotes was like um like eating meat is like the new taboo Mm. so that was like the the reasoning for it and i was like Hmm. like okay but Hmm. (laughs) think of it this way why do you need to like traumatize everyone that's (laughs) ever gonna watch this show (laughs) oh my Um, god because like i think wait so did they eat the i don't i don't think the show is like out it's just I'm not a sure. Pitch. I think okay. like this is like I think it's in production, oh, like it's no. happening or like got announced or something like that. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that was um, particularly interesting because that like do like it, you know kind of going back to the points of like you know what what what's being made and like what do we need to be entertained and like as consumers things <laughs> like that. Like is yeah. it super like. Like, are we, like, so desensitized <laughs> to so many things that, like, reality shows have to get just absolutely crazy like this to, like, I, be entertaining? I'm just imagining them in, like, a dark room and there's two buttons. Oh, my God. Choose your button. <laughs> Vegan. That's so sad. Or eat Willie the pig. Oh, my God. All of the photos with the articles was, like, oh, this cute little pig and, like, all this stuff. I'm, like... <laughs> Like, that's insanity. I think, like, here's the thing. So, I think that we, when we're watching reality TV, it's totally what you were talking about, Micah. Like, we forget that they're people. We turn them into characters mm-hmm. because they're on our TV and that's just what we're used to doing. And so, I think that watching, like, a show like that, people, I assume, would probably just, it, it, they wouldn't think about what it would feel like to them if they had to, like, they were literally forced if to you, develop yeah. an emotional bond with these creatures and then had to decide right. whether or not to kill them on national television. Right. <laughs> or like, it changed their lives forever. That's yeah. yeah. Like, I think that that... But they also signed up for it. That's true. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. No I feel like this is the only that. one that's where you cannot complain. Like, oh, I have to go vegan. Like, yeah, you that's knew that before point. you started. That's true. that's true. What's interesting to me, though, is like, 
that it feels like the show is almost, and I say this without having seen any of it or having read any of the press releases, because as always, we're talking about something we do not know. <laughs> um, but like, if if I were to watch a show like that, and then I were to see the family be like, "Yeah, we don't care about this pig at all. Let's eat him," I would be like, "You're terrible people." Like, I would yeah. turn them into villains and right. be like, "How could you possibly do that?" Like, I I would think it was hilarious. See, oh all right. <laughs> So we have finally found something that we've had a different I think, it's, I think it's just so outrageous that it's like, it's just funny because it's like. Oh, it's so sad. No, I remember I went to uh, my. One of my friend's houses, they lived on a farm and they had pet ducks. And I, I went over for dinner and her little brother was like, Where's the duckies? <laughs> oh my oh, god. No. And they said, well, that one's over there in the boiling pot. Oh. And then that one's over there. And there was a plate on the table. Oh, my God. I don't know. So maybe I am already desensitized <laughs> to it. God. It's just like, Take I think easy, that. <laughs> because here's my perspective. I'm thinking about like watching. I don't know if it's episode long adventures with these families. or like is, yeah. Okay. So if you're watching for an hour, this family develop an emotional bond with an animal. And then you have to watch that animal get killed and eaten at the end. I don't know if you have to watch it get killed. I, I, but I even just know knowing that that's going to happen. Details, so. Like, I know you're snickering, but I'm thinking about it, and it makes me so sad. Have you guys yeah. seen Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Have you seen the Moolissa episode? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's also what I'm thinking about. <laughs> oh, my God. If you haven't seen Bob's Burgers, Moolissa, it's kind of like this this show. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I just, is, I as, as a viewer, I would get so emotionally attached to the animal that then mm-hmm. if the family was like, we're going to kill it, I would like, take it personally yeah, and be like, I am this, I am this animal's friend now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just kill it. Right. See, like, and that's the thing. Like, I want to know more details. It's like, do they actually yeah. do that? Like, what makes them think that the family actually has to be vegan now? Right. And like, <laughs> Literally. also, I feel like to a certain extent, it's kind of like making fun of vegans. Like, <laughs> I see that. Because it's Sorry. like, it's like... Uh, like oh well, like there are like people like that are vegan. Yeah. That are like oh like you couldn't like you couldn't do this or you couldn't do that and it's like oh like how like you're not so good after all yeah. like all this thing, and like, or and, or on the other on the opposite side it's like it's like oh it's just an animal like you're like you're such a loser for doing this and it's like yeah I just feel like this is like a terrible idea and <laughs> I, I feel agree. like it all stems from, all from sides. yeah like I feel like it just stems from like people just craving insane entertainment. Yeah. And yeah. this is where we've landed. I was about to this go on a tangent. Are. Meet the just, family. Meet this the is family. where we are. This is what culture has come On that note. My goodness. Let's talk about happy things real quick. Just to just to leave things on a slightly more positive note yeah. than Meet the Family. Yeah, I mean. Um, I will talk about the recent uh, new Batman movie cast announcements because I'm real excited about all of them. Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman and she's going to be ridiculously hot and I, I don't know how to prepare for that. <laughs> and Paul Dano is going to be the Riddler and I think that he's going to be perfect for it and I know neither of you know who that is. <laughs> I do. You do know who Paul Dano is. Wait, yeah, there you, you go. He's, give... You just don't know who the Riddler is. Yeah. Wait, That's who, right. What, what is that person been in? Um, Prisoners? Nope. Swiss Army Man? Yes. 
He's, he's the guy. Opposite he's the guy Harry who's Potter. not Harry yeah. Potter. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, so he's Got really it. good. Yeah. And so I think he'll do a great job. And then Robert Pattinson is just going to kill it. Oh, I, will, I have two things to say Ooh. in response to that. One, how many Batman movies are there? So many. Can we count them all? Question mark. <laughs> they should have stopped after Christian Bale. I'm sorry. True. Probably, but I think this is going to be good. So it's the, yes. And part two, <laughs> have you seen the previews for, was it The Lighthouse? That's also yes, Robert Pattinson. that looks really yes. scary. That does look scary and I, very good. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that I, is it out? Great. I don't know if it's out. I yet. think it comes out. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Willem yeah. Dafoe. I couldn't think of his name. I'm so sorry. Love yeah. him. Excited for that too. Okay, sorry. That's why. Green Goblin. Is that your happy thing? You're excited. For no, that's not scary. my happy thing. What's I'm your happy really, thing? Oh, my other my happy thing is that for all of our Columbia listeners, that uh, we are uh, like halfway through the semester now. True. Oh, true. So, that's a very happy thing. I think that's a happy thing. Some people, Micah, you're responding as if it's a very stressful thing. It is. <laughs> I mean, it is. But it's a little bit stressful and a little bit happy. We're halfway I'll there, folks. It. I'm happy about it. What makes you happy, Micah? Oh, um, <laughs> you're an arch nemesis, the Joker. <laughs> yeah, Joker came out. Um, it got a lot of mixed reviews, but I'm specifically happy about Joaquin Phoenix's uh, performance. He was absolutely incredible. I think he's a great actor, and I hope he gets nominated for an Oscar. I love that. You've convinced me to watch it because I saw a lot of bad reviews and then Micah had very good things to it say was, about it. So. It was, I liked it. I'm going to watch it. Well, thank you all for listening. As always, special thanks to WCRX, Chicago's Underground, and we will hopefully see you all again in two weeks. <laughs>